Hey, it's Paul Purnell here from the RPG Empire. So I have a couple of quick announcements, really quick, hopefully. Uh, first of all, we absolutely adore you. We think you are amazing, and we really are so thankful that you listen to our podcast and that you're a part of our community. And that said, we want to invite you to our uh, Discord server where you can communicate with us. You can ask questions about the stories. You can submit your own fan art and we can all go like, oh my God, I can't believe they made it look so cool or whatever we say. And then also uh, you can, you know, ask questions about running games and how that all works. So definitely hop on over there and join the community more uh, actively. We would love to have you. Um, also, the best thing you can do to support the RPG Empire, besides sending us fat stacks of cash, which we'll always accept, you know, envelopes, you can just address it right to me, um, <laughs> is uh, if you tell a friend. So 100% the best way for a podcast to grow is for people to hear about it from people they trust like you. So I know you have at least one friend. And tomorrow, I want you to go and tell them about this podcast that you're listening to right now that you love so that we can continue to grow and uh, and just really grow as a community. So that's your mission. Uh, and the final last thing to, to just request and say is if you want to support the RPG Empire with actual dollars, the best way you can do that right now is to buy our book, The Dust World RPG PBTA Quick Start Guide. It's five bucks. It's in our uh, shop on therpgempire.com. It's a super light read. It's 30 pages of fantastic layout, great art, and it teaches you everything you need to know to play a Powered by the Apocalypse game if you've never done that. Uh, maybe not everything you know. It It's brief. It's a quick start guide. But uh, it also comes with the playbooks and all the reference sheets. So we would love for you to do that and then hop in the Discord and tell us what, what you like about it, what you don't like about it. We're going to continue to uh, work on that until it's completely done. It should be around 300 pages, include a bunch of awesome manga art because we're really inspired by manga and anime. And uh, that's about it. So uh, those three things, again, were join the Discord to tell a friend, or buy the Dust World book, or do all three. We really appreciate that you listen to the podcast and that you're part of our community, and we can't wait to talk to you more in the Discord. So with all of that said, I'm going to let you get back to the show. Have a good day. Last time on Dust World Neon City. What the hell? Get out of my freaking kitchen! What do you think you're doing, you stupid drunk person? Hey, hey get I'm him out of here right of- now! <laughs> all these high rollers think they can do whatever they want because they got some money and they like the peoples and they... Get out of my kitchen! Uh, I'm taking this bottle of wine. <laughs> Green, I hope you realize that we put ourselves in a lot of danger. Oh, don't worry. You live in a post-apocalyptic wasteland. I mean, what's the worst that could happen? I don't know. That's the point. Well, definitely find the security room so we can make sure that there's no surveillance of that bathroom. Fine. So, Clarence, as you hold up the hollow disc and begin to play it back, this is what you hear. Uh, hello, me. Uh, you might be wondering, why am I sending myself a message? Uh, the answer is that, uh, you probably don't remember making this. I'm pretty sure that our handler has our memories uh, stuffed in a cube. 
you killed someone and now we're breaking into a security room to try to cover up what you did. <laughs> you know, you know that that's not what I wanted and you decided to do it anyway. So I think for a second, your arm, like you lose control of your arm and his face slides to the palm and it like uh, looks at you. It comes a little close. And then he says, Oh, Miller, we killed somebody. Don't forget it. On this corner, we have El Tigre, the master of flesh and dazzle, the king of the ring, the lord of luchador, El Tigre. In the other corner, we've got the one, the only, the wolf. He will huff, he will puff, he will blow your head off. He is the killer, the wolf. I mean, you're you're probably the nicest fighter that I've that I've been with, and you know, I I, I know that they did something to you, man. Uh, I'm not supposed to say though. He's seeing kind of what you can do, and so he's like looking at you really intensely, and you get this sense like he's trying to reach out to you with his mind. Okay, I reach out to him, uh, and he's like, "Can you hear me? Is is this thing on?" I am kind of good at this. Yes, I can hear your thoughts. Oh, okay, great. I don't think they can track our thoughts. Uh, I'm pretty sure they steal your memories, man. As you look around, uh, you look past this body, and uh, you kind of see something. And as you get closer, you see the form of this body standing there in the astral-like plane. And he looks up at you and he goes, Hello. Hello. Hello, I'm Paul Purnell, the DM of Dust World Neon City, an actual play podcast where we use a game, Dust World RPG, powered by the apocalypse, to tell an awesome narrative story. Roll the intro. Welcome to Neon City. It's crazy here. I'm telling you what, we got the smogs going to choke you out, have our cars flying at 100 miles an hour. We got radioactive light of the spires cooking your brains. We got the cutters, the slices, the mechs. And look at this guy. We got the psychomancer, Clarence Wells. He's a pit fighter amnesiac with the power to crush you with his single thought. We got over here, Dr. Andrew Miller, the philanthropist doctor who's gonna help you out. You just come to his door with your scraped knee, he gets you sorted, but secretly he's got inside of him a parasite that wants to eat you. And over here we got his right-hand man, Silent Monday. Dude don't talk, but he's got an LCD suit that pops up his thoughts with emojis and text. And he's got a sword that can cut through just about anything. And if that sounds like your cup of tea, well then you're in the right place. So sit back, relax, and enjoy this episode of Dust World Neon City. We enter the stadium. The crowd is going nuts. The meat grinder has hit the stands. Somebody just won the raffle. Whoever sits in in the potential splash zone gets to put in a number to win a raffle. If they guess the right section, obviously you're going to guess not your own section or it's not going to be worth money to you. The wolf is poised, ready for battle. And he had just blasted out essentially like a cyclone amount of force, which Silent Monday managed to sidestep only to allow the audience to be wrecked by it. And in doing so, he activated his Schwartz Fury and pulled out his sword for the first time. Um, how do you think 
the crowd reacts to this this luchador uh, brandishing a sword. Pretty sure the crowd would, might lose its shit there. I'm getting the feeling that since this is kind of like a more underground thing, that things like this are fairly regular. Uh, weapons come out that weren't expected and so forth. Yeah, I think you're right for sure. So the crowd's like, oh, things are getting serious now. Yeah, like that guy just pulled out a sword. Where did that sword come from? Yeah. Yeah, I think the, the, the announcer's like, El Tigre just pulled out a sword. Where the hell did he keep a sword? This is amazing. Uh, what are you doing, El Tigre? I believe uh, kind of at this whole display of brutality and uh, senseless slaughter, I think El Tigre is just going to try and end the fight as quick as possible now. Okay. He doesn't want to see any more. He, he was not expecting that blast to do that, so he's a little freaked out at the moment. So are you are you clashing? Yep, I'm going to clash. Like Let's attack, do this. Straight, straight, you're straight up attacking him with your sword, basically? Yep. Make it happen. Didn't happen yet, right? <laughs> okay, there we go. It happened. Ooh, go nice. You got a 10. Dope. So you're going to do your harm and pick one. Hmm. So whenever you get a 10 plus on the clash move, you get uh, you get to pick do your harm of your weapon and you get to pick one uh, extra effect. The effects are do something showy, which gives you a plus one uh, forward aim at their weak spot, doing additional harm force them where you want them or take uh, take out a few if there's squads a like a lot of enemies. I think just to kind of keep the crowd placated, uh, Monday's going to do something showy. Nice. Um, what does he do that's showy? Explain to me what happens as you attack with your sword. Well, and also tell me what what your what damage your sword does. And I believe it does four harm. It has armor piercing, high tech, shapeless, and flying, and dancing. Wow, four harm. I think uh, Monday is going to adopt a pose that looks very much like a pouncing tiger. And he's going to kind of do the LED suit thing where it looks like stripes appear all of a sudden, like tiger stripes. Uh -huh. And then he's going <laughs> to... And over the speaker, you hear... Yeah, he's going to let out a, a roar there as he just lunges at him. Yeah, so he comes lunging. The sound effect goes off. The lights flash. Uh, he slides right past him. This sword is, is freaking incredibly sharp. So, uh, like, as he comes past him... You see one of the wolf's arms fly up in the air, basically from uh, the elbow down. You just took it right off. Uh, it like hits the ground. You see him grab it, like kind of wrap his uh, cloak around it a little bit and tighten it. And you see him like look at you. Um, you don't really see his face because it's mostly underneath this cloak, but you can see his eyes. And for a second, you get this flash of like anger and like, uh, and and kind of not worry, but like, uh, I don't know, almost almost a little bit of enjoyment, like, oh, OK, this is this is a fight. Um, and with that, I think you're going to need to roll face danger because something is coming at you. Oh, holy crap. So you see him like lunge his one arm back and thrust it straight up. And as he does, all the sand kind of like spins almost like a sandstorm and and shoots straight up in the air. And as it does, you manage to like, uh, well, how do you how do you amazingly stunning exploits get out of this? I think a bunch of like uh, 
you know, like those sound bars kind of pop up on his LED suit. And he's going to start <laughs> playing Sandstorm and kind of dancing up to the beat and dodging them. Okay. Uh, so it's like forcing straight up like a almost like a sand geyser. Like the wind has whipped up all this sand to be like a sand blaster. Hmm. I think Monday is just going um, are there any obstacles nearby that he could hide behind to avoid most of it? Yeah, totally. Yeah, he'll just duck behind something kind of uh, just kind of well, the music's playing and the LEDs on his suit are uh, bouncing to the music. OK, uh, yeah. So you you duck behind uh, and you're kind of like shimmying to the audience and like really playing it up. And the the sand blaster force of this like torrent of air hits this sidewall that's made of stone and you see the sand just cutting through the stone. Um, and when you look back uh, as the dust kind of like fills the air and creates another sort of cloud, uh, do you peek out with your sort of crazy vision? Yeah. Uh, so you open up, up like you open up like your mask, right? Yeah, there's like a little slit that kind of pops open there. Or drops down, I should say. Okay. Uh, I'm going to need you to roll face danger. So as your slits open... Uh, That's a 12. Another gust of this sand comes right towards your face as you peek around this corner. Um, but you manage to, I don't know, like use your cape to like cover your head or something. As uh, as this, like all this sand kind of like pelts you in the head. It doesn't end up doing any damage. I think it kind of like pushes you towards the wall. Um, but you managed to basically avoid what was going on. Now the whole uh, stage is filled with dust, like like clouds of this sand particles and, and kind of fog almost. What are you doing? Hmm. I think Monday, uh, Monday's kind of wondering if this guy can see him move around in this. Uh, I think he's going to try darting to another pillar and see what he does. Okay. Um, yeah, so Monday darts to this pillar and it seems like the whole area has gone kind of still for the moment. OK, so the wind gust has stopped now. Uh, there's still like kind of gusts sort of like blowing back and forth through this place, but the, the whole place is kind of covered in this cloud. And so, you know, everywhere is super dangerous and you can only see like a foot length in front of you unless you open up your goggles. Uh, but by opening your goggles, you also make your eyes vulnerable to potential like sand attack in your face. I think Monday is going to survey his surroundings and see if maybe there's a way to get around to him and surprise attack him. Nice. So let's do, do that. Well, that's the first. Nice. So you rolled a six, which is a failure, which means I am going to do a move. Uh, I think what happens is as you peek around to try and survey your surroundings again, you feel this like light breeze. And uh, I think you immediately realize that that was a bad move. And all of a sudden you find yourself flying up in the air and the the stadium of this uh, or the ceiling of this stadium is like massive girders and stuff. And you find yourself flying into one of these girders at like a high speed. Uh, take three damage. Uh, it is soakable if you have armor. I'm going, but to... you are also falling. Okay, I think I'm going to use steel skin to negate the other two. I believe he already has one armor. 
So that's two okay. key. Um, what? Uh, I can spend sword key oh, to add spin? one to one, so I'm adding an additional two armor besides his one, so that's two key okay. used up. Gotcha. So, uh, like, as you're flying up towards this girder, you can kind of, like, sense the impact coming and you release key, this light, thin aura, blue aura of energy kind of coats your body for just a moment and and then condenses where the impact is going to be and you smash against it. You're now up in the air about 45 feet. You're looking straight down at this death trap below you. Somewhere in there is your target wolf and tons of spikes, flamethrowers, dart throwers. The audience is like just totally breathless. What is Silent Monday El Tigre doing? I think Monday is going to take this opportunity where there's is there still sand blowing around here? Uh, there's sand blowing down on the ground. OK, um, I think he's going to pop his visor open and see where if he can see Wolf here. OK, so you look down um, and I'm going to do a harm move here, which is you're distracted. As you look down, all these flashes start coming towards you as you open your visor because everyone is taking photos oh, of this no. epic fight. Uh, and it immediately like disorients you. And so you weren't able to find Wolf, but you are falling at 9.86 meters per second squared. Right? I Something think like so. That. <laughs> I think uh, Monday's going to try and face danger to find something to grapple onto that isn't a spiky or a Bernie. Okay, so you're like... Basically, from where you are to the stage, there's nothing in between. Um, but you do have like your your transforming weapon. I think it can become a pole, right? That has far. Yeah. So you could use that as like, you know, <laughs> make it extend in both directions, you know, and then all of a sudden you've got something to hang on to or something like that. Yeah, so well, do I'll it. do that. OK, uh, let's roll face danger here. That's a nine. OK. So on a nine, uh, you get to do what you're trying to do, but uh, you miscalculate, overestimate, or flinch. I'm going to give you a worse outcome, tough decision, or price to pay. Uh, the worst outcome is you do catch yourself, but you're in a not a great position um, as far as like for him to attack you. It's it'll be easy for him to attack you next. Uh, the tough decision is. You are falling and you realize you're off target and you're going to land in the audience. And it looks like you're going to land on a young woman uh, will be the price to pay who will probably be hurt by that. Or that's your tough decision. Your price to pay is you will catch your fall, but your weapon will stick in the wall. Uh, I'm imagining it would become like basically like 100 feet wide and like a like stop you from falling. Right. Like because it's on the edge of the sort of inverted dome, the uh, Coliseum sort of uh, situation. And so that ends up stuck up there, but you like land safely in the Coliseum. I think Monday is going to land, but have, be an opportune target for Wolf. Okay, so uh, I think you don't actually hit the ground. You like catch yourself with your weapon and you're like hanging midair. And that's why you're such an opportune target. Um, and with that, you get hit immediately with a strong gust of air, which throws you back towards uh, the back wall, which is just covered in these spikes. There's like skulls and things put on there, which you feel like maybe they dressed it up a little bit. I want you to roll total recall. 
Okie doke. Nice. So on a 10, you get to hold three. Uh, your options are learn one thing you're missing, remember something useful for now, learn a few less useful things, or take no harm. Okay, I think the obvious one's going to be take no harm. Mm -hmm. And while uh, Monday's airborne, I think he's going to take this moment to see if there's anything he's missing with his target, Wolf. Okay. So learn one thing you're missing. This isn't like learn something from right in front of you. This is learn something from your memories. So as you're hanging there, you get this like momentary flash and it kind of hurts for a second. Uh, and you realize that this is something that you haven't thought about or been able to remember for a while. And maybe this was part of what you had uh, sold off to um, the guild when you came here because you sold a batch of memories in order to pay for the entrance into Neon City. And also, like, it's kind of like a pawn shop. You're working to get those memories back. And so you have this flash of you on this bridge, and across from you is this older man, and he's in robes. But his most stunning features are the fact that he has a tiger face like he is a tiger and he looks over at you with his deep voice and he says Monday you must use everything to your advantage a Schwartz swordsman does not need weapons even though we are keen as a blade and he holds his finger up and you can feel the Schwartz energy kind of around his finger and then he swipes and the two side straps of this bridge just snap and suddenly you're standing on just the planks. And I think it'd be kind of cool if uh, if Silent Monday was a bit nervous with heights. What do you think? Yeah, Monday is not fond of heights. Yeah, so you like the sort of the safety of this bridge goes away and he's still standing with one hand behind his back like a like a, that scene in Kung Fu Panda, you know, and. You're, you're standing on this bridge and then he does this like sort of like motion that pushes force into the bridge and causes it to ripple. And you see this ripple coming towards you and feel all of this anxiety. And he's like, uh, you know, you must be as the current of the of the ocean. You must flow. You must be as strong as the rock and hold your position. You must be as hot as the flame and burn through or as quick as the wind. And as he says these things, he like that wave kind of hits him and it allows him to jump and he comes up over you and both of his like legs spread, but he still doesn't like take his arm from behind his back. And uh, and the, when the wave hits you, there's this like freak out. And this is before you had your cyber uh, outfit. So what does uh, Silent Monday look like? He has slightly... He's a very uh, thin, he has a very thin but lithe uh, build, very wiry. Um, he is completely white um, and he has pink, very vivid eyes. Uh, to counteract being outside, he has some very awesome av aviator shades on to kind of counteract the uh, whole blinded thing. So your sensei Tanaka like is flipping over you and you kind of like look up and he like looks down at you and he mouths too slow and he smacks you on the back of the head and you go rolling across this bridge and slide off so you're hanging with just one hand on one of these ropes that that creates the base of the bridge um and i think that moment like flashes you back 
and you remember that each element has its counter, that no element is stronger than the other. And uh, I think that that is the thing that you're missing. Hmm. I think at that, Monday might glance around the arena and see if there might be a sprinkler system in place in that case. Ooh. So, okay, the hierarchy of damage in Dust World is air beats fire, fire beats water, water beats earth, and earth beats air. Okay, so we so, need earth in this case. Yeah, so you, you, you like, suddenly remember this, because uh, you've seen you know, fighters that could create fire on their blade using uh, key and and different things like that. Um, and so you had to learn how to be able to, like, deal with that. Um, and you also have one more question from Total Recall. Uh, so you did learn one thing that you're missing. You've also got remember something useful for now uh, or learn a few useful things, less useful things. Let's do the less useful things as uh, Monday takes a moment to kind of glance around the arena and see what's available. Now, remember, Total Recall is only about your past. Right. So just memories. So do you still want to learn a few le yes, loose, less useful things or do you want to remember something useful for now? Let's remember something useful for now. So you remember watching the mega arena battles, which is sort of the the grand legal version of what's happening in the pit. And you remember this one particular fighter who you always kind of had a drawing to because of his sort of code of honor and the way he was clever, but also powerful. And his name was Brack Keen. And as you watched him fight, he always would astound you the way he would use the 3D space and the way he would uh, score on his opponents where they would be uh, looking one direction and then suddenly it would come from the side. Uh, like always fighting with misdirection and intelligence and strength. And as you're remembering this, this moment, suddenly you get this feeling of Wolf is Brack Keen, but what the hell's he doing here? Here. Hello players, it's Paul Purnell, the creative director of the RPG Empire and the keeper of Dust World RPG, as well as I play Lucas in Strangers in the Pines. I'm just here to let you know that we have just released a free one-page RPG called The Christmas Special. It's a game about playing Christmas movies, essentially. So if you love Christmas movies, you love The Grinch, you don't love Christmas, you can blast it. It's kind of up to you and the keeper whoever's running the game the dm so it's really simple you print it out you and your friends and you can create mayhem for christmas or you can save it it's up to you but we just released it so if you're interested in getting that just head on over to our website and click the download link so that's all for now i hope you are enjoying the show and we'll get on with it so back to the show play on Oh, Monday's in a conundrum. He wants to find out now why he's here. Like, what's what debt is being held over him? You're just about to be hit by an incredible force of wind, right? As you're hanging on this pole and you're flying back towards a wall of spikes. Oh, boy. And so as as you're flying, all of a sudden, all these things kind of like 
crashed in your brain. Uh, it didn't do any damage and you're not disoriented, but it is. Well, you're a little disoriented, but you still totally can react to this. Uh, how are you going to not smash into a wall of spikes? I think Monday, since he has that iron skin on, is going to uh, kind of bounce off the spike there. And then. OK, so he's he's just going to take it. Yeah. Nice. Uh, for harm. Uh, I'd say one of those is unsoakable. Yeah, I believe that's all the armor would uh, wouldn't prevent anyway. So he'll take one harm. OK, uh, yeah. So you get hit with this gust of wind and it causes all of the fog to kind of like split open and it looks super epic, especially from like uh, Wolf's angle as there's this like hole in the middle of this cloud and it's carrying you and you just smash into these spikes and one of them kind of pierces through your side. But the other ones all just have been bent into the shape of El Tigre. And at first the audience is like, <gasps> like thinking that you are toasted. Right. <laughs> and then you step out of it and everyone sees this comical like cartoon El Tigre shape in the spikes and everyone just loses their shit. They're like, <gasps> We cut from El Tigre's epic uh, return from the spikes as Dr. Andrew Miller is standing, pretending to be drunk again, coming out of the uh, the security room in front of these two meatheads, uh, both in black suits with their like thin ties. Doc, uh, you the last thing you said was. Well, this isn't the bathroom. Hey, what the hell are you doing in here? You can't be in here. Uh, that's right. I can't be in here. This is not the bathroom. Would you gentlemen mind showing me out? I think they might if you roll sway somebody. <laughs> I think that we will definitely see because that's not one of Doc's strong suits. Okay, let's... Take a chance Ooh, and ten. do okay. All right, 10. So I think uh, the smell of liquor, the bottle in your hand, the, s the dust everywhere, <laughs> the stains on your clothes, they're, they like look you over and they're like, one of them looks to the other and is like, I think this guy's one of the, the fight handlers. And the other one's like, ah, man, these guys are ridiculous. Okay, man, come on, come on. And he like, Kind of puts his arm underneath you and tries to help you out. The other guy goes back into the room and like closes the door. Well, thank you so much. I just, you know, uh, uh, just sort of like trails off drunkenly. Nice. As he's well, walking you down. Counting his lucky stars. <laughs> <laughs> nice. As he's walking you down the hallway, I think you hear this in your ear. Hey, you idiot, you were the only person in that room and suddenly an hour of their footage is missing. If they find out, it's going to be pretty obvious that the cowboy did it. Doc just sort of like nods his head because Grin would be aware of what the doctor's body is doing. So sure. Uh, just kind of an understanding. And uh, he Doc is thinking to himself as they're hauling him out. Uh, I need to get the hell out of here. This is this has gotten too hot. I think you hear this in your ear. Do you want me to take his memory? 
Doc pauses for a moment and nods his head. Yes. Okay. Roll a uh, steal memory. Memory thief. Oh, failure. Doc <laughs> rolled a five, and I would really like to know what happened, so I'm not going to wildcard that. Okay. Oh. You put your hand, it's kind of like up near his neck, and you like put it near his neck. And uh, I think what happens is all of a sudden, uh, like you feel Grin doing something and Grin's like, I don't, I don't feel so good. Uh, I, I'm hungry. And the tentacles come out of your hand and wrap around this guy's neck. And the guy's like, oh, what? Oh, God. But you're in a hallway. You're walking down this concrete hallway, you know, behind the, sort of the scenes. Uh, your hand is like essentially morphed into a few tentacles that are restraining him. And on that note, we cut away to Clarence. You can finally get some answers, Clarence. So, Clarence, you are floating in this scene with Becker, uh, one of Rex's right-hand men, a couple of security guards, as they stand in this bathroom with a decapitated envoy that you were looking for. You're kind of in this other space, this um, not always safe, but, but this sort of different space, this sort of astral plane as you've turned into your thought form and left your body in the penthouse kind of up above and you're floating in in this sort of like shadowy place and there's this pinkish glow this sort of pinkish energy and when you turn to look you see standing next to you is this envoy uh similar height to you similar stature and he's just kind of staring at them over his body and when you look over to him he just says Hello. Oh, uh, hello. Uh, come here often. Oh, uh, no, not really. Oh, oh, first time for me too. Yes. Um. You look familiar. I don't know what you mean. Is that you? And I kind of turn and I'm looking at the body and kind of peering it, looking down yes a rather unfortunate turn of events uh, I'd say so um what a cowboys a, I hold on I'm having a hard time remembering actually uh you said cowboy I remember a cowboy there was a cowboy but that's all I remember white hat a cowboy in a white hat. And also, why doesn't my jacket match my pants? Oh, that's true. It, it doesn't. Oh, do you play chess? Yes. Chess is a feeble game for the feeble-minded. It's quite fun to crush those that I work for. Yeah, I, I, I used to like it. Um, I've, I've moved on to stronger stuff um like card games uh, <laughs> ah gin rummy backgammon uh, all of it but especially hearts 
<laughs> oh, anyone. Oh, uh, it's 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 a terrible vice. It's all right. I don't have a mouth anymore. <laughs> oh, that that is true. That is true. Um, what's your name? Well, the name that I've sort of chosen is clear. Mm. You just feel a little bit devoid of anything these days, don't you? I kind of know how that feels. Yes. Also, my batch number is CL34RQRN, and the three and the four sort of resemble an mm -hmm. E and an A. So the human, the, the rest of the sort of uh, other people didn't want to keep calling me CL343A, CL3, you know, 4R, whatever. And they decided that clear would be my designation. Hmm. Do you want to make a deal? Sure. What sort of deal do you have in mind? It strikes me that this is a somewhat inappropriate way for you to end. Deserve at least a couple minutes more of life in this hellhole, same as the rest of us. Maybe you have somebody you want to say goodbye to, or somebody mm. to spit upon, or somebody to say goodbye to and spit upon. <laughs> I don't judge. But, um... You know, I might allow you that if you could help me out with something. You have the power to make me alive again? Mm, no. No, don't get it. Don't get it twisted. I, I'd let you have my... What am I doing? That's the stupidest idea I've been... And for a second, like Clarence's eyes kind of flash and it's almost like he sort of remembers something like this is a very bad thing. But then it kind of melts away for a second. And he uh, says, yes, yes, you could use my body for a couple minutes. Provided you tell me about something. Very well. If I know it, I will provide it for you. But Although you... I do not know what I would do with your body, but perhaps I will find something interesting. You know what you should do? What? You should absolutely eat a donut. <laughs> have to. Um, what you should not do, no matter what, is have champagne. Um... But... <laughs> Um, especially if it's a little amber-looking. Um, but, uh, yes. What do you know about Icarus? He kind of side-eyes you for a moment. And then he, like, looks around and realizes he's dead. And that there's nothing, like, restraining him. Like, he goes to speak and he makes this face like he's expecting not to be able to speak. And he's like, well, normally I can't speak of such things, but 
It seems that my restraining implants are gone. And also, I believe I am dead. So, I think I can do whatever I want. Freeing, isn't it? It is. And he starts to float away from you. Whoa, 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 whoa now. Whoa now. We did, we did, we, I mean, you, Icarus. Sure. Come along and I will show you what I know. Oh, all right then. I follow along. Uh, he floats off towards the match. Uh, with that, we're going to cut back to, I think we're going to cut back to Miller since we spent so much time with Monday already. So, Miller, you are currently choking out <laughs> this massive bodyguard in the middle of this hallway. You know, the hallway is like probably like 20 yards. Like it's a pretty long hallway. There are a lot of like other hallways kind of breaking off in different directions and stuff because this is sort of the beehive back works of the casino. Uh, every once in a while, someone kind of like walks across the hallway way down the way, but uh, it's far enough away that they don't really notice what's happening. What are you doing? I'm going to go ahead and let Grin. Uh, Doc really, really hates this. It's horrible because it's his... <laughs> it's him eating himself, but he says, Grin, I, I know what you're like when you're hungry. I don't want you to do something stupid that's going to get both of us killed. Just... Take some of my blood and, and, and calm down. All right. Okay. Uh, as you say that, like you can feel kind of Grin's state of mind uh, just naturally in your body, because as he becomes more tense, sort of your body becomes more tense. And uh, and so all of a sudden you find like you feel this bite mark in your this your side and you realize grin has moved to the other hand and is like taking a chunk out of your side uh and it hurts take take one harm and you feel this sort of surge as grin's like a little bit high a little bit high on miller uh and he's like (laughs) it's miller uh, time (laughs) 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 oh gosh yeah uh, that was a good one so I guess we'll leave it in um yeah Grin's like oh I've oh I feel so much better oh I was getting so clap oh shit oh uh that's probably not good um let me try this again uh go ahead and roll your grit plus one and (laughs) I hope you don't fail (gasps) okay all right Let's see what we got and hope we don't cause. Oh, gosh. <laughs> what? Well, that wasn't uh, with you it. Know, well, consistency. To be fair, it wasn't with the plus one. It would be a six. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> oh, okay. Um, Let's see what that looks like. Oh, damn. You rolled a five. Okay. Uh, well, shit. He tries to like wrap his tentacles to like start uh, affecting this guy's memory. And you feel this urge inside of you to, to like taste this guy. And, uh, and then you feel like a little like nibble 
like happening from your hand and you feel like kind of a little sick to your stomach uh, for a second. And then uh, because Grin has the organ thief ability, he you can feel him sliding into this guy's body and starting to move around inside of this guy's body. And uh, and then a second later, you feel like this surge of blood entering your body as Grin pulls back out and the guy's eyes just kind of roll back in his head and he the tentacles retract and he just falls to his knees and like face plants. And all of a sudden you feel this very, very odd sensation because inside of your chest, you don't feel a thump, thump. You feel a thump, 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 thump. Thump, 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 thump. Because Grin ate the man's heart and moved it into your own body. Oh, shit. So that's it for this episode of Dust World Neon City. Thanks for listening, and don't forget to check out our mailing list and our website, therpgempire.com, where you can connect with us, get merch, and even download games. Talk to you soon.